0: Day. Welcome back to the Body Bazaar Podcast.
1: My name is Emma. And I am Sarah. I hope you enjoyed last week's ep. Hope
0: you're raring for a new one. We're recording on the same night, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I am ooh. excited because you because you told me that this one's crazy, so. It's a little crazy. Anyone you want to talk to at the beginning? Um, I will just say that I don't think Becky listens because she hasn't told me anything. And we mentioned a couple know, of podcasts. Yeah. What, am I, what did I say? Um, which is incredibly rude. I told you,
1: she doesn't <laughs> like the host. Yeah. <laughs> this week, I'm going to tell you about the disappearance of Lars Matonk. Okay. My sources: Stuff You Should Know podcast, Wikipedia, Melmagazine.com dot com article by Kirk Peppy, All That's Interesting dot com article by Tim Brinkoff, and my friend Nick. Oh, no good Nick no good nick yeah he's he suge- a source
0: he suggested this
1: to me oh okay yeah
0: but <laughs> I, he i thought you meant that he he <laughs> like had interviewed him and he had like inside <laughs> intel like on it, this case Yeah, like an audio file <laughs> yeah no no no. he he suggested it to me and he sent me a a real
1: okay this story Which is probably a tiktok by the way i don't want to hear it okay this story was another pivot as was my last one, mm-hmm. but it's not as long as my last one. Okay. Um, this story also has a lot of conflicting information. Where there's any conflicting information, um, sorry, I tried my best. I've structured this story a little differently. Okay. I'm going to start at the middle. Oh. On July 8th, 2014, just after sunrise, 28-year-old Lars Joachim Mitonk. Uh, arrived at an airport in Bulgaria to catch his flight home to Germany after a week-long holiday with his mates. He stepped out of a taxi, picked up his bags and walked into the departure hall. Then, out of nowhere, he's seen on CCTV sprinting out of the terminal without his luggage as if he were being chased. He looked frightened.
0: Oh, I've got this one saved in my thing because I was thinking I might do it. Hell yeah. I yeah, I saw, I watched the video and I, yeah. it's, it's weird as. Yeah. It's so weird. He
1: stopped at the main entrance for a brief second before he ran across the parking lot, climbed over an eight-foot barbed wire fence, and disappeared into a field of sunflowers. This is in Bulgaria? Yep. He's not been seen since.
0: What the fuck?
1: Okay. That's where we're starting. Yeah. So let's back up a little. Okay. Lars Matonk was born on 9th February 1986 in Berlin, Germany. He grew up as an only child in Itzho, Les Week Holstein
0: where he lived for his entire life. We need Becky on this one. She's the one who (laughs) knows German pronunciation. I don't know what's wrong with my pronunciation. Um, He
1: worked at the GDF Suez uh, power plant as an engineer. He had friends and he had a girlfriend and he frequently visited his parents. His father suffered a stroke uh, and so he often helped his parents after work. So he'd often like finish work and go straight to his parents' house, which was a good, you know, a good distance away to help out at the home. And a fairly young guy too. Uh-huh. Good lad. A good lad. By all accounts, Matonk was a regular guy. He was a football fan. He supported his local team, Werder Bremen, uh, the Green Whites. Lars also had no known mental health issues. On 30th of June 2014, about a week before his disappearance, 28-year-old Matonk travelled with uh, between two to five of his friends. I saw differing stories. Okay. But definitely at least two of them to varna bulgaria his mum had encouraged him to go on this trip as lars had suggested he could skip it to stay and help look after his father oh, yeah. but his mum was like no you go you have fun you deserve it
0: why bulgaria
1: it's a it's a real party destination oh. this place they're going so okay um i'll tell you a little bit about it but right. this was his first journey outside of germany as well oh okay Um, So the group vacationed at the Golden Sands, which is a seaside resort just out of the city of Varna. And apparently this town is a real party place. Okay. There's like all-inclusive resorts, um, lots of bars, booze, drugs, sex. It's just a real party place. But it it does look also kind of nice as well. Like it looks like a classy party place. Right. But all the classic sins are there.
0: All the classic sins. (laughs) You know. Sinners. It's Um, disgusting. (laughs) I would be caught dead there.
1: It's just a holiday destination for young people, basically. It sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds really fun. (laughs) I'd like to go there. But I don't think – I didn't get the sense that Lars and his mates went too crazy. I think they were just having a good time. Mm -hmm. So this is a quote. The week went by really fast, said Paul Roman, one of Matonk's friends, in a 2016 German television interview. He says, quote, we relaxed on the beach, swam in the pool, played football, went clubbing, he was relaxed, speaking of, of Lars. He was in a good mood, end quote. Lars was always the life of the party, according to his friends, and this trip was no different. He was just having a really good time. Your hair looks really funny.
0: <laughs> like a... Well, it like, looks like it was a like ponytail yeah, and that it's all just like pulled out. I pull it down because
1: it hurts oh, my head. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Rude. So another friend, Tim Schult said that Matonk didn't eat much and that he would have only um, eaten a small bowl of soup or a small salad at a time. Was he hungover? Some people don't eat when they're hungover. No, but there is an explanation for their not eating. Okay. His friends reported no other weird behaviour by Matonk until the final part of the trip. But um, on the lack of eating that I was talking about, apparently Lars was on a bit of a health kick diet type thing so that's why he wasn't eating much okay in the um all this interesting podcast they say that a lot of people make a big deal about him not eating but Mm -hmm. then they're like but he was on a diet so like yeah it's it's explained but that's also a like a terrible time terrible time to go on a diet yeah I know (laughs) yeah and also like if you're if you're out drinking every night The diet isn't going to...
0: Yeah, maybe that was his thinking. Maybe he was like, oh, I've used up all my calories on the alcohol, so I'll I'll have to skip brekkie or whatever. Yep. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. You're allowed to eat as well.
1: So on 6th of July 2014, the day before they were supposed to return home, uh, Matonk and friends were at this bar called Rock Bar, R-O-K Bar, um, which was a bar in town uh, where they were showing the World Cup, which was happening at the time.
0: Oh, so that it sounds like maybe that was part of the trip too. Like we'll go watch the World yeah, Cup. And yeah, like, yeah, probably. Yep, probably part of it. Matonk got into an argument with a group
1: of four fellow Germans over football. So Matonk, a fan of the football club Werder Bremen, as I said, Bremen, sorry, had differences with fans of Bayern Munich, uh, which was the rival club. Uh, but the argument didn't seem to really go anywhere, and according to most reports, it was only a verbal argument. Yeah. I did see some reports. There was a little bit of shoving, but nothing too serious. Yeah. After the bar, the guys go to a McDonald's. Lars didn't want to eat, presumably because he's on his health kick. Um, So his friends are ordering and they turn around and Lars is nowhere to be seen. This is not too concerning for his friends. They are in a party town. There's probably people everywhere. And they probably just assume that Lars has gone off with someone. Mm -hmm. Um... Or maybe to a different bar or somewhere we've else to We've
0: discussed eat. before that you and I do this. When, we do this. When yeah. We've been drinking. Just disappear. Some people just go on little side quests.
1: Yeah. So initially they're not too concerned. So this is where details start to get a little blurry. Okay. I've read that a fight did later occur. Um, what, uh, wait, sorry. Did he show up again?
0: Not that night.
1: Okay, so the friends essentially eat the McDonald's and then go back to their room and then they sleep off their hangover.
0: And he never showed up? He
1: never showed up that night. Okay. A fight later occurred after Matonk had separated from his group of friends. So it was apparently a four-on-one fight, according to Matonk. He said that he had gone to duck when one of them had thrown a punch and that the, the hit had landed straight at his ear. But different friends offer different accounts of this fight as well, so
0: So did uh, he come back the next morning? The next morning he did, yes. And told his friends I've I was been in a fight. Beat up last night.
1: Yep. His friends told different stories to authorities as well. So I think maybe they were a little confused as well about what had gone on. Yeah. Um, And they all featured different details. So some told authorities that Matonk was beaten by the same group of men he clashed with inside the bar, while others claimed that the the men in the bar had hired locals to beat him up. This is presumably what Matonk thought and that's what he told his friends and it's it's guessed that it was just the proximity between the fight in the bar and then him Mm. sustaining these injuries he just maybe assumed that it was those people in one place it said the men he'd clashed with in the bar had yelled something along the lines of quote it's easy to get someone beat up in Bulgaria so maybe that was also part of it Um, but I only read that in one place as well so who knows this is a quote from his friend Paul. A quote, I heard about it the next morning. I was surprised he was a peaceful guy. There was also some doubt as to whether Lars had even gotten into a fight. Um, he didn't look like he'd been in a fight at all. He didn't have any bruised face or bloody nose or anything like that. And he, didn't, he wasn't acting like he'd been in a fight. I don't know what a person like that acts like. But that's what yeah. they said. So his friends didn't even necessarily believe that story, but he did have injuries. He had, he had an injured jaw and he had a ruptured eardrum. So why didn't they believe him? Because there was no other injuries to his face or his like, So, but like if you're in a fight with four people, surely you're going to sustain like a black eye or
0: something. Maybe not. Maybe not. If sure. You're able to run away. Sure. Maybe yeah. not. I think it's a bit rude of his friends to be like, well, he said he was beat up, but. But maybe it's the way he was saying it too.
1: Like we don't know. Yeah. His friends knew him. We don't.
0: Yeah. Believe
1: people when they tell you things. I don't believe anyone when they tell me anything. <laughs> So yes, so he had these injuries, regardless of what happened, he had these injuries, how he sustained them, who knows, but he said he was in a fight, so that's Mm -hmm. all we know. He went and saw a doctor, and there's also some confusion about this, um, about how many doctors he saw and who prescribed what, but what we know is that he at least saw a doctor who advised him that he had a ruptured eardrum and prescribed him the antibiotic ceph and it was 500 milligrams that he was um, prescribed.
0: I'm really losing my voice here. Have a drink. <clears throat> I don't have much. You might have to get yourself a refill. So. And how many days was this before he was due to fly? This was the day before. Oh, You can't fly with a ruptured eardrum.
1: Peter put, put, put a pin in that. <laughs> okay. So, Lars decided to delay his flight by a day to deal with his health issues. <clears throat> Unpin. Yeah. <laughs> very briefly, i didn't i didn't realize it was coming up this soon (laughs) um you would think that with an injured eardrum not flying would be the safer option yeah but according to the national health service it is entirely safe to fly with a ruptured eardrum um in fact you might find flying more comfortable oh okay you might might not have to like keep popping your ears i stand corrected then yeah um i understand lars not knowing that but the doctors i would have
0: thought should have advised him it was safe to fly home. Maybe it's not well known. Maybe it's, you know, something that, you know, how the stuff that doctors were told, if like, if you became a doctor 20 years ago, like, yeah, maybe the advice has changed or whatever. Maybe, but especially the short distance from Bulgaria to Germany.
1: Yeah. Like, what, a two-hour flight or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Matonk's friends wanted to delay their flight too and stay with him, uh, but he insisted he was fine on his own. and told them to follow the original travel plan and fly home on 7th of July, which they did. It wasn't a huge deal. He'd just stay an extra day and then be home a day later. So Matonk checked out of the resort at the same time as his friends, and he checked into uh, the Hotel Colovana for one night. This hotel was cheap and close to the airport, pretty seedy,
0: Yeah, as they
1: often are. They often are. I've heard that drug dealers like to use the place. Sex workers like to use it as well. (laughs) Um, But it was the only place available given that it was the summer in this party town. Um, And he needed it for the night only anyway. So he was like, this will do whatever. I'll just fucking sleep the night, whatever. So he checks into this hotel after leaving his friends. And this is when the trouble really starts. While checking in, the hotel staff requested his credit card to make a photocopy of. Standard. Lars became really paranoid about this. He didn't trust the people. He felt they were pretty sketchy. And after he'd gotten into his room and kind of checked in and stuff, he called his mum around 11 p.m. and he told her to put a freeze on the card so they couldn't take any unauthorized money or use the card for any fraud.
0: Maybe they were acting
1: sus at the desk. Yep, yep. I think think he felt they were. Yeah. He said to his mum that he'd, like, unfreeze it when he got back to Germany. Mm -hmm. Sometime later... Matonk called his mother, Sandra Matonk, and in a whisper, he told her that four men were after him. Oh, God. They were trying to kill him, that he was hiding on a hill not far from his hotel. Oh. He asked her not to call him back because he didn't want his phone to ring or to have to speak in case the people heard him.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So Sandra says, quote, I thought, God, my son is in danger. And she told that to German TV, a German TV station. She says, quote, I could hear his heart pounding over the phone. Oh, my God. He said people were trying to rob him or kill him, end quote. Later that night, he texted her about his antibiotics, which doctors routinely prescribed for ear infections. Quote, what is cefuroxime 500? And that's just another name for the um, antibiotics that he was on. Sandra says, quote, why did he text me about those tablets? End quote. The closed-circuit television security cameras in the hotel recorded him pacing up and down the halls, looking out windows, and hiding in an elevator throughout the night.
0: Did he leave the hotel? You know how he said to his mum... Yeah,
1: he did. He did. He left the hotel. So at 1am, he left the hotel before returning about an hour later.
0: And that's when he called his mum, when he was... Presumably. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's not known what he did in the intervening period either.
0: This is so scary.
1: Yeah. So when dawn broke... He called his mum again. Um, he said, the people who were chasing him were getting close. Uh, this is a quote. In hindsight, I should have asked him more questions, Sandra has said, but his cell phone was running out of battery, so our final conversation didn't last long, end quote.
0: With regard. Regardless of if somebody was chasing him, or if people were chasing him, or if this is just paranoia, regardless, that is so scary that that's what he mm. thought was happening. Like, mm. and and so scary for the mum. Oh yeah, like, I think I would have. Oh, it's easy to say. I feel like. I would have, like, hopped on a plane and yeah. been there. Yeah. Been, like, get me to Bulgaria, like, right oh, now. You've just been to him, like, stay in the room, don't move.
1: Yeah. But also, like, we don't know the tone that he no, was. No, exactly. Maybe he was
0: like, they're getting closer, but look, I'm getting to the airport. I'll yeah, be home if soon. Yeah, he's like, there's these guys, they want to beat me up. Yeah. I've had a bit of trouble with them, um, but, well, you know. I'm getting to the airport today. You yeah. Know. Yeah, maybe it was like that.
1: Lars asked his mum to wire him 500 euros via Western Union. Um, he then hailed a taxi and went to the airport. This Western Union wire is spoken about a little bit as well. So apparently neither Lars nor his mum had ever used it or were even really familiar with it. But Lars had been able to describe to his mum how to use it in such a manner that Lars' mum doesn't believe he was under the influence of any drugs. Um, She says that he was clear and making sense, according to her, and that he was able to describe how to wire him money using this Western Union system that neither of them were familiar with.
0: But if he wasn't familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, so
1: apparently there was a, a German tourist that had described like that had told him how to use it while he okay. was there. Why did he need the money wiring? Because his credit card was frozen. His credit card was frozen, but why indeed? Yeah, like why
0: that much money? If yeah. he's just going to the airport, I'm assuming he's already paid for his tickets. Yeah. Why does he need five hundred?
1: Mm hmm. I did read somewhere that he had just asked his mum for some money and that she had decided on five hundred. Okay. But in other places, it says that he asked for 500 specifically. Yeah. So, Matonk was last seen at Varna Airport on the 8th of July, 2014, the day he was supposed to fly home to Germany. He texted his mother that he had arrived at the airport. He went to consult with the airport doctor, Dr. Kosta Kostov. Going into the doctor's office, dropping off his bags on the floor and sitting in a chair, Dr. Kosta then examined his eardrum. Everything was fine. He could get on the plane. But the paranoia apparently was evident there. Quote, he didn't trust the medication he'd been given for his ear pain, Kostov says. Looking back, the whole thing was bizarre, end quote. So Kos- he must have
0: been acting quite strange.
1: Yeah. Kostov would later describe his behavior as, quote, nervous and erratic, end quote. There are some conflicting stories about the next part as well. Um, Dr. Kostov hasn't been the best historian with this case. Uh, some say that that's really shady. Others say it's just benign, but... You know, the details that are conflicting here are, are, I think, should be able to be recalled and he's not able to recall what actually happened. So version one of this story is that at this time, either a construction worker or an airport worker entered the office that Lars and the doctor were in. The airport was undergoing renovations at the time. So the construction worker does make some sense. Kostov says that Matonk then began to tremble. He yelled, quote, I don't want to die here. I have to get out of here. Uh, he then got up and fled the office. He left behind all of his luggage, which included his wallet, cell phone, and passport. Version two is that Lars got up and excused himself and went to go to the toilet but never came back because he was running away, again, leaving all of his belongings in and the office. I do not
0: know the difference between those two stories. Right. Wait, the doctor's like, oh, I can't remember. If He's he- told both of those stories at different occasions. That's sus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not just not remembering. That is weird. But there's, like, a difference between, like, I can't remember if somebody came into the room or if like we bumped into them on the way out or if it was or, an airport worker or a construction yeah, worker to like, he ran out of the room yelling, he yelled, I don't
1: want to die here. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> or, or actually did he just go to the toilet and not come back? It's also very, very verifi- verifiable. Who's the second guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ask him. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. But regardless. That's sus. I feel like I'm catching his paranoia now. Regardless, he was captured by airport
1: security cameras flying the terminal. This video is all over YouTube. If you want to go and source it out i've
0: yeah i 've seen it, yeah, so it when he 's running, that is after he 's just left the doctor 's office yes, okay, so yep. he hasn 't even gone through to security no yeah okay, no quote every time I see that video, I feel like I want to protect
1: him. Sandra has said, yeah. I want to rescue him yeah. End quote
0: so yeah, once... because you 'd be watching that going. My kid is obviously terrified. Yeah.
1: Once outside, he walks within 20 feet of a couple of police officers, doesn't alert them at all. They don't seem phased at all. In the footage, he's walking in some areas, he's jogging in some areas. Um, He then climbs a barbed wire fence, runs into a sunflower meadow and disappears off camera in the direction of an adjacent forest near Bulgarian National Highway A2. These are his last confirmed whereabouts. Matonk's wallet, cell phone, and passport were still in his backpack. All he had were the clothes on his body a yellow t shirt, jean shorts, and white sneakers. And with that, we're back at the beginning of the story. Yeah. So a week passed, then another and another. Matonk had been missing for almost a month. Sandra hired a local private investigator, Andreas Gultig. Were the local police looking for him and stuff? They were. They weren't super helpful. Okay. I think that's why she hired her own investigator. Yeah. So Andreas jumped on the case. He watched the airport video over and over because he thought perhaps the police might have missed something, but they hadn't. Um, he contacted hospitals on homeless shelters. He was thinking that maybe without identification, Matonk was simply a John Doe in some Bulgarian ER, but he wasn't. Gautic um, travelled to Varna and handed out missing person flyers. They said, have you seen this person? Five foot 11, 180 pounds, average build. No one, however, had recognised his blonde hair, brown eyes, or wide nose, he was, in my opinion, quite good looking. Okay. Have you seen a photo of him? No. Do you want to look it up now?
0: Actually, do you know what? I would have, because I would have seen it on the thing. Um, He's a bit of a hottie. Yeah, I've seen him.
1: Yeah. But no one had, no one had seen him, no one had recognised him, or at least no one was willing to say they had. So... There have been suggestions that working with the Bulgarian police was really frustrating and that they weren't the most helpful. There have also been suggestions that there was an attempt to maybe downplay the disappearance for fear of hurting the tourism in the indus- uh, in the area, which I could see happening. And we see I think, often in these kinds of cases. Yeah. German police and Interpol did get involved, but they weren't really able to help. There have been sightings, but the police can't validate them. So... A year after he disappeared, a trucker said that he saw Matonk hitchhiking on a deserted road near Varna. There were um, there was a homeless man in Poland who looked just like him. Someone claimed to have met him in Canada and posted about it on Reddit. Most of the respondents called bullshit, but this Redditor says, quote, I remember watching a YouTube video about him, the Redditor wrote. I'm 99.9% sure it's him. He looked rough, almost homeless, end quote. In December 2016, it looked like there was a break in the case because police in Porto Velho, Brazil... Hmm. Uh, found a man walking along the highway barefoot. He was disoriented, confused, and his clothes were rumpled. He had no identification. He didn't know who he was. And a photo of him laying in a hospital bed circulated on social media. He looked just like Matonk. Okay. Same height, same build. Everything was dead on. So everyone was like, this is him. How would he have made it to Brazil, though? Well, the stories of, of this... So, yeah. So this is... this is. Listen. <laughs> shut up just shut your mouth Sh- just shut up <laughs> no. so it wasn't the tonk the man in the hospital bed hospital bed was anton Pilipper, a canadian humanitarian worker who
0: went missing oh. five years before so that is likely who the canadian redditor had been talking to then perhaps he was reunited with his family, and Sandra hopes for a
1: similar outcome. She says, quote, if my child is in trouble, then I have to help. I have a feeling that he needs me, end quote. So
0: this guy, the Canadian guy that was in Brazil, what had happened with him? What was his story? Who knows? I don't know. I didn't look into it. So he went missing for five years. And then and just turned up in a hospital in Brazil. So do th- his story too.
1: Stories like those give Sandra hope. Yeah. In 2019, um, a German truck driver gave a hitchhiker a ride from Dresden to Schiedlow in Oberhavel, Brandenburg. The driver became aware of the Matonk case later on and said that the man with him resembled an older version of Matonk. Uh, the driver said the man had long hair and a beard, and he said that his eyes seemed tired and his cheekbones were prominent. This truck driver believes that that the man that he gave the the lift the lift to was Matonk. Right. Hasn't been verified though. And that was in Germany. Yes. So Matonka has been described as the most famous person missing person on YouTube. Uh, By May 2018, less than four years after his disappearance, the security footage of him in the airport had been viewed more than 16 million times. The mysterious nature of the case has led to frequent discussions and the growth of numerous theories. So let's talk about some of those theories. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with one that I think is at the top of most people's lists. Did the drugs that he was prescribed induce some kind of psychosis in him?
0: They're just antibiotics, though, weren't they? They are,
1: yeah. So, Matonk's mother, along with Bulgarian and German doctors, have suspected that Matonk's unusual behavior was the result of a rare side effect from the antibiotic that he was prescribed, oh. cef-prazil. is a cephalosporin, which has been known to induce psychotic side effects, including hallucinations and paranoia. But cef which is what he was actually prescribed, which is, you know, it is a off street of cephalosporin. More commonly is associated with dizziness, restlessness, and hyperactivity. I even read in some places that places that this drug would only result in an upset stomach at most. So I'm not sure about the psychosis.
0: And also my thinking is if that was the case, then as soon as he stopped taking it, assumedly his symptoms would subside. Subside and then you know what a day later he'd be in the forest and be like oh
1: fuck yeah what jesus i need to get back to yeah yes but also according to kostov the doctor and i don't know i mean i guess take it with a grain of salt yeah, like. this doctor <laughs> i don't i don't trust him um according to kostov matonk had not been taking
0: his medication
1: he says quote he didn't take those antibiotics he didn't even fill out his prescription
0: I could believe that if he was so sus on it and, like, asking his mum what it was and stuff that he maybe was just like, I'm not fucking taking those.
1: Uh, Kostov goes on to say, so his behaviour couldn't have been a result of that. I can't think of a single reason why he left my office in such a panic. I'm still confused, end quote. But apparently authorities had found that three of the pills had been taken. Okay. Okay. So whether Dr. Kostov is mistaken or Lars got the pills from elsewhere or maybe he didn't even take them, maybe he just like
0: – He probably just took like the first dose or the first dose or two yeah. and then was like, no, nah, I don't trust this. I'm not going to take anymore. Yeah.
1: But regardless, they're just antibiotics. Yeah. They're pretty safe. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure about that theory, but it yeah. is at the top of a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Um, let's go over to Reddit. Good
0: old Reddit. What have they got So to say? this is
1: a quote. It's relatively long. There are several factors that could have brought it on. We don't know how serious the hit to the head was. Yeah. Other than from a doctor who was inclined to downplay it since he only treated the ruptured eardrum. Mm-hmm. Combine that with the experimenting with drugs, alcohol, and a lack of sleep. Three things that aren't uncommon for people to experience in their 20s while on holiday. That doesn't, though, explain the airport video. For someone who has left his bags and is running, he appears remarkably uninterested in what's going on behind him. Even with psychosis, you would be expecting him to be extremely concerned about being followed, end quote. Make a good point there, all those things. One popular theory is that Matonk was looking for a way to run away and start a new life. Mm. There isn't There isn't too much ammunition um, behind this one. Yeah, Liz. why would he
0: constantly be calling his mum if... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lars didn't have any interpersonal issues. He was close with his friends and his family. He didn't have any major issues at work or with money. I think the only reason that people are suggesting this one is because he seems to have left on his own volition and the fact that he hasn't been found. But I don't buy this. And neither does his mother, Sandra. She said, quote, he was my only child, so we had a special bond.
0: Yeah. And she's the, she's the one who was telling him to go on the trip. Like he was yeah. even not going to go.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that one's, I don't. Yeah. I don't trust that one. Um, another common theory is that perhaps Lars suffered a concussion in the fight. This is what that Redditor was getting at. Yeah. Maybe the effects took a couple of days to show as the bleed in his brain continued. Yeah. Yep. But it's unlikely that he would have been psychotic.
0: No, but, I mean, his behavior, it's not necessarily psychotic from what they've said. It's like no. paranoid and confused. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not like he was hallucinating or, you know.
1: Mm. I mean he did think people were following him. That's more but paranoia. That's paranoia yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like he could see, see people, people unless he could. I don't know. Anyway. Um but yeah, may- maybe 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 he hit his head really hard. He's experiencing some confusion, some paranoia and maybe some amnesia and that's why yeah. he hasn't made his way back. Mm-hmm. Also possible, maybe he died from his injuries out in the forest, out in the woods. Yeah. and He just hasn't been found. There is really dense forests around this area. So he might've gone far enough in that they just never found, never him. found him. And, and then maybe it, animals took him or something. And this time of year, they said what would be a risk is the heat. How hot does it get there? Apparently pretty hot. So if he's out there without water, yeah. could have gotten dehydrated. dehydrated, just died. And then, you know, it's dense forest. So maybe he hasn't been found. One YouTuber posited, quote, it's clear he was struggling with with severe paranoia, but was it due to the reality of the situation or how he was perceiving it? It was his perception, which I think is more likely. We're looking at a psychological break, which, of course, then begs other questions. Was this due to an undisclosed or possibly undiagnosed mental disorder or a terrible side effect of legal or illegal drugs or some
0: combination of those factors? Or that he got hit in the head really hard and Mm. had a bleed on the brain.
1: Yep. Another theory, maybe people were actually after Lars. Yeah. Maybe it was the same people he'd been arguing with. Maybe it was a completely different person or group of people. Mm -hmm. Another of these kind of sinister theories is that Lars was drugged and became a victim of human trafficking. Um, In large part because it happened in Bulgaria, which has one of the highest rates of human trafficking in the European Union. People are forced into slavery, prostitution, and drug smuggling. Some have their organs removed against their will. However... The human trafficker, traffickers in Bulgaria typically target Romanis and Bulgarians, not generally high-profile
0: tourists. Um, I was wondering if um, – actually, I'll wait until you finish the theories before I put forward my crazy theories.
1: Um, that's
0: – oh, so one more. I saw a theory that Lars
1: had been forced to be a drug mule and that's why he flipped out and fled the airport. That's what I was going to say. Okay. But what undermines this theory Is that no drugs were found in the bags that he
0: left behind. Yeah, but they could have been in him. Yeah, he could have swallowed them. That's definitely possible. Or up his butt. Or up his butt. And then maybe that's why he fled the airport, because he was, like, scared to get on the plane, Mm -hmm. knowing that he had drugs on him. It is weird to leave all your stuff, though. Yeah. But maybe if he was panicking, if he was like, fuck, I've got all this cocaine inside me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. They're going to kill me if I don't get on the plane, but... I also don't want to get arrested and sent to a bulgarian jail like yep yep could have been could have been the case and then maybe um, maybe they ruptured inside him and he's died yeah. out in the forest or, or maybe he was like i'll make my way home via train and but yeah. he should have been home by now yes yeah
1: That's the end of the theories. People who believe (laughs) Lars was involved in something nefarious point to the 500 euro he'd requested from his mum, specifically via Western Union. Um, It did remain in his account untouched, though, but maybe he was supposed to pay someone with it. Whether Lars was suffering from some kind of mental health crisis, traumatic brain injury, drug induced psychosis, or whether he was actually the victim of some kind of criminal kidnapping or abduction, Lars Yohim Mitunk has now been missing for nine years.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, it'd be coming up to a decade.
1: Yep. There is a Facebook group with close to 40,000 members who routinely share information and possible sightings, and his family continue to hold out hope that one day he'll return, but there are sadly no leads at the moment. Over the years, Lars' mother has actually found 15 missing people through her search for her son. What? Yep.
0: She herself has
1: found. Cuz cuz what happens is people in this group post photos of like people and go this looks like Lars, is this Lars? She then like gets people in the region to check it out. Those people are often missing or like their families are looking for them and so then she reunites them with their families. Wow. Um That's amazing. Yeah, so Every time she reunites a missing person with their family, it gives her hope that she will eventually find Lars. Yeah. And yeah. that is the story of the disappearance and kind of crazy running through the airport of Lars yeah. Joachim Mittonk.
0: I think so there's two – I think two different things. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not sure which one I actually think. I think he maybe was genuinely the victim of some sort of – Something nefarious. Something nefarious, yep. Yeah but I also think it's really possible that he had a brain bleed that Mm. uh, like a slow brain bleed. Mm. And so that's why he was acting fairly normal. And then his behavior got more and more strange Mm. and then obviously flipped out and ran off. And then that's possibly why he hasn't been heard from because he either died or he lost his memory, didn't know where he was or who he was. And is just some now homeless person in Bulgaria. How
1: heartbreaking and frustrating for his family that he was so close I know to getting on that plane. He was just on the plane when he flipped out. Yeah. He would have, I'm sure he would have been safe and fine It would now. have been fine. They yeah. would have landed.
0: They would have done an emergency landing, arrested him, and then yeah. would have been
1: like, okay, this guy's like not okay.
0: Yeah. I know. So sad for them. Yeah. really like really sad for Lars as well because no matter what was going on with him he was obviously fucking scared like he was obviously terrified so it's just it's sad that his last sort of day or whatever that we know of yeah he was freaking out like no matter what was going on for him
1: I mean I guess like real sliver of a silver lining is that he had a fun week he had a good time with
0: his friends I guess until he got beat up if he got beat up He got beat up. I mean, how else would he have hurt himself? I don't know. He he obviously, somebody hurt him at some stage. Or he like slipped and was embarrassed. I don't know. Oh, and then was just like, four guys beat me up. Yeah. Who
1: knows? (laughs) But yeah, let us know what you think, people. And Mm -hmm. um, look, join the Facebook group if you feel inclined and keep an eye out if you're in Bulgaria or in that region. I know we have some listeners in that region. Oh, really? In Germany. Oh, okay. In Bulgaria? I'm not sure. I'll have to check the... But yeah, if you see Lars, let his mum know. <laughs> that sounded insincere, but I was... <laughs> no, no,
0: it just it sounded like... Casual? And it, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like, duh. <laughs> like they're going to see... Sorry that I'm trying to help. Like they're going to see him and be like, oh, there's that guy. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll call Sandra get her on the blower (laughs) yeah no a very a very sad one we should yeah and thanks for the recommendation nick yep good one good one no good nick (laughs) (laughs) listen in next week what are you telling us next week um oh next week i am going to tell you about the diet love pass incident (gasps) dan that's one that dan suggested to us is it yeah okay yeah Yes. So I've start. I haven't started writing it, but I've started reading it. And again, it's one, we've done a few of these lately where it's one where there is a generally accepted, like natural reason, normal sort of reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's all these theories of things that are a bit wilder. Yeah. Okay. So cool. yeah, I think it will be a good one.
1: All right. Listen in. Bye. Bye.